Hey, this is Rachel True, and you're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Because now we do this thing where we talk before we podcast, so we podcast before we podcast. Sometimes, like we did one last week too. It was only like seven minutes long, but I didn't post it because it was like we didn't even talk about anything. It was like, hey, let's talk about Star Wars. Okay, we well then let's just start the podcast. Anything? I mean, it's like yeah. Seinfeld. It's like <laughs> what, you know, <laughs> what's your criteria here, pal? <laughs> the podcast about yeah. nothing. Um, we were talking. I was telling Steve that like uh, right before the show, I got borderline like panicked because um, I had the beginnings of a root canal done like two weeks ago and I go in on Monday to get it finished and they put like a temporary filling over the spot where they do a drill. And I, you know, cause it's in your mouth and you can't help yourself. Like I've, I've been feeling the filling with my tongue and I felt it today and it felt different. And I'm like, Oh God, what's wrong. And like, I looked at it for the first time, like really inspected it and looked and there's literally like a hole in my tooth and they put a filling in it. So I'm feeling, I'm feeling that hole that they drilled. And then Steve was like, what exactly is a root canal and like basically like you get an infection in your tooth because there's a cavity so like bacteria and like i I don't know um metachlorians or whatever get inside your tooth and start irritating the nerve and what a root canal is wouldn't you yeah that'd be glorious guy that'd be awesome the force but like apparently the force is a toothache that would be crazy but awesome um so they go in there and they drill a hole and basically like insert medicine in there to kill the bacteria. And then they have to put a crown over top of your tooth because in drilling the hole, it has to be a pretty sizable hole, like to get in there and get all the shit out of there. Um, They have to like reinforce the tooth because if you don't put a crown on there, basically you could be like, I don't know, like every denture commercial you've seen, you know, Hey, let's take a bite of corn. And then like your teeth, your tooth shatters. (laughs) And I don't I don't really want that. I don't know about you guys, but that doesn't sound, that doesn't sound like a lot of fun to me. I don't really want to shatter any teeth. So so, yeah, I'm getting the crown done on Monday. But like it feels weird. So, of course, my anxiety riddled brain is like, oh, God, something's wrong and it's going to get infected before Monday and then you won't be able to get the crown. And then it's going to ruin your trip to Disney World. And then every dogs and cats living together, like the whole world's going to come undone because apparently like my filling fell out or something. I don't know. It's still there, though. Like just it's like part of it came off and like it's not like I've been like chewing marbles or anything like that. It's like I, I've, I've really been babying it. Like I think the the crunchiest or hardest thing I've had to eat is like we had fried chicken yesterday. Well, was it extra crispy? No. <laughs> All right. Then you're fine. Well, you know, they do this thing at Bojangles here in Virginia, Steve, where they, they coat it in glass before they deep fry it. So. Yeah, but that's just normal. That's not extra crispy. <laughs> they call it the gum mauler. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bloody gums. Jim Bojangles created this chicken back in 1947. I'd prefer to not go down the fried chicken route if it was OK with you gentlemen, because the way these <laughs> podcasts go, it's not going to not going to end well for me. No, because then you'll be you'll be done and you'll be like, no, I'm starving. Great. Yeah. yeah. No, I was going to say, I don't want to talk about my ex, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, the, the bucket of chicken. I forgot about that. Yeah, uh, so did everyone. Oh, man. Oh, who doesn't love a good fried chicken fornication joke, Steve? Foghorn fornication. 
Anyway, it doesn't matter. It, it doesn't does. matter. Let's not let's not ever talk about it. It was this such again. a it was such a throwaway joke that just keeps coming back. Like it was like MC seriously, like it's not even an inside joke. It's like Steve like made some joke about like, oh, did you hear about Steve Monica in high school? I heard he had sex with a bucket of chicken. That was it. It was just like something ridiculous and then like it just keeps coming back up. Yeah, I don't uh I mean it was in the what do you call it, the dark days? <laughs> the dark, <laughs> the dark days. Yeah, when we worked with those other shitheads, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, like you said, just just a just throwaway joke. Yeah, you know, I, I don't even remember the context, to be honest with you. Yeah. It. Who cares? It doesn't matter. It's all yeah. good. Uh, well, gentlemen, we have a fun podcast that we're going to be doing this evening. Um, God, we love music, man. It's like one of our favorite things to talk about on this podcasting thing that we do every week. Um we're going to be doing it's the first one that we've ever really officially done. Like we've done some unofficial ones where like, like back in the day, Jay Dillon and I talked about music, uh, Steve, you and I talked about music at one point and like, we've created some playlists on Spotify, um, which you can check. I, actually, I'm going to pull them up right now and see which ones are still here. I might've deleted a bunch of them, but let's see which GGR ones we have. Oh yeah. At one point we did the best albums of the nineties. That and, sounds right. Yeah, we did that one. We did that playlist, but that's really the only one that has stuck around. We also, uh, J. Dill and I did, we, we talked about it because it was the 20th anniversary. So this is 2017, so three years ago now. Uh, if you look at the albums that came out in 1997, it, it's freaking ridiculous how many good albums came out that year. Like, it, just a, like, yeah, just a ton of, of, of great stuff that came out. Um, but yeah, tonight we're going to be, hang on one second. MC is having some technical issues. Technical issues? Yeah. yeah his, his, he says his Skype is like cutting in and out, so. I, we use Skype at my work as well. Like that's our internal like IM and, and meeting platform. Um, yeah. and, uh, man, I don't know. I, the last, this whole week, like Skype has just been, an absolute nightmare like everything else is fine like my personal computer is fine so i know it's not my internet yeah. i can use all the other internet like because i have to go through a vpn to to access the internal stuff at, at work mm -hmm. um you know so i know all the other stuff is fine i can get the outlook and websites and everything it's just skype through work and it's been like a constant source of frustration so i actually really like skype i have no qualms with skype but just in the recent term, it's been very aggravating. So MC, I feel you, bud. My compadre. <laughs> hey, there it is. <laughs> There's another one. Outstanding. What were yeah, some we... of those 97 albums, though? I, oh. I refresh my memory of what was on there. Yeah. And we're literally stalling right now until Rambo comes on. He's coming on at 8.15. He was running a little bit. <laughs> vamp, behind. guys, vamp until Rambo gets here. Hey. So we have... Uh, near and dear to my heart the uh the um what ended up being essentially a dave Grohl solo album uh but the foo fighters self-titled album uh wait no i, I take that back but not the self-titled album um color in the shape came out in 1997 oh yeah that's yeah. i mean as a as a humongous foo fighters fan mike i mean yeah. is that the album for them in my opinion yes i think it's their best one um the next one there's nothing left to lose is really solid as well. That one is another one of those ones you can play track one all the way through. 
Um, they're not their most recent, but Sonic Highways, which I think was 2015 or 2016, that one's really solid too. Um, hell, you know what? That might be another music episode for us to do down the road is ranking our favorite band's best albums. That'd be kind of fun. Or, yeah, or like something like, you know, we, we list out our bands and say, okay, if, if someone had never heard them before, mm-hmm. what is the album? You can give them one album to say, this is them. Yeah. Here you go. Like, that, what is that album? Yeah, that would be good. Uh, so Much for the Afterglow by Everclear. Um, Nimrod by Green Day. Uh, let's see. Uh, I can't remember what the name of the album is by the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones, but that came out in 1997 as well. Uh, it's the one that has the impression that I get, The Rascal King. I don't remember which album it is, but we'll just... Oh, let's face wow. it. Yeah. Uh, Daft Punk's... Uh, which album was this? I think it was Homework. It was what came out in 1997. Uh, Third Eyed Blind's first album, which had Semi-Charmed Life, How's It Gonna Be... Um, Jumper, like just a solid album all the way through. Is that their self-titled? It might have been self-titled. I don't remember. It's a wonderful question, Mr. Monic. I kind of feel like it is, but I think it is might too. Be, might be failing me. I literally uh, can picture the album. Uh, yeah, where it's, it's like the lady, like the hand on the lady's face. Yes, that one. I think that's their self-titled. Okay. I'm sure it is. Yeah, it's internet researchers get to it. I know. Well, I'm actually looking at it right now. It is. Yeah, lady with. That's, that's what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> internet <laughs> by internet research. Yes, I meant our, our 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 contingent of researchers that we have on staff here at GGR. <laughs> yeah, and by contingent they mean Mike. Um, that one, uh, Prodigy, Fat of the Land came out in '97. Um, I'm just wow. Um, Notorious B.I.G., which is like his. Uh, I can't remember what album it was. But it had Mo Money, Mo Problems. It had Hypnotize. I mean, like, just a ton of good stuff. Uh, the Spice Girls was 1997. Chumbawamba, hey, your favorite album. Wasn't that like the first CD you ever bought? Look at you remembering just tidbits from my life. Yes, uh, that was a, a Valentine's Day present for my very first girlfriend, Kristen, back in elementary school. You had, you had a girlfriend in elementary school? Yeah, I think it was fourth grade fifth grade maybe something like that Yo. girlfriend in fourth or fifth grade yeah we went to the, at the mall they had a valentine's day dance for element like for our elementary school and we went together and gave each other presents i remember like we went rollerblading a lot yeah like you do when you're 10 yeah, yeah. That's what you do. i mean it's it's not like it was anything serious but you know <laughs> maybe not to you steve yeah, right right i mean <laughs> Obviously, I'm talking about it like decades later. So, <laughs> hey, you know what? I'm, all I'm saying is, is if this is like, you know, take take where you were in the in the 90s and the late 90s and take yourself back like 150 years. And that would have been, you know, you guys were getting married the next year at 13, you know? <laughs> well, if, if nothing else, that relationship taught me, you know, if you get knocked down, you get back up again. <laughs> you know, that's, it's a life lesson I've carried with me ever since. And I, I don't know why uh, I remember that from that relationship. But she was, she was she bought me a Chumbawamba CD. She was the love of my life. I lost her to cholera. <laughs> <laughs> just let's combine all the timelines. Why the hell not? You know, like, we're all friends here. Let's combine timelines. Um, Rambo, welcome to the show. We're doing our cold open. We're talking about um, prior GGR playlists that we've created on Spotify because we're going to create one tonight. Um, 
but one of the ones that I did, it was with Jay Dilla back in the day. Uh, we did a podcast where we talked about um, how awesome the music lineup of 1997 was and just going through like all of the just like ridiculously good albums that came out that year. Um, the Score by the Fugees, which I mean, everybody knows that one because you've got um, Ready or Not, you've got Killing Me Softly with his song. Um, you've got Genuine's uh, Pony, which is like the most ridiculous song ever, but like you can't help but like bob your head to it. Mm-hmm. um oh fiona apple like i we shared this on the uh on the group page uh and i meant to ask you steve because i know there's rachel mcadams but like as far as like teenage crushes like i think everybody had like a celebrity crush when they were a teenager and i mentioned mine was like daisy fuentes the former mtv vj who's now married to uh richard marks uh, which, by the way, way to go, Richard Marks, man. Like, <laughs> well done, sir. Well done. Hey, um, hey, way to go, Daisy Fuentes. <laughs> hey, how dare you? <laughs> um, you yeah, seen he, that man? He is gorgeous. Uh, Fiona Apple was um, the first, like, teenage crush I had before I had actually seen somebody, before I knew what they looked like. Because I remember listening to her album, because um, HFS played it. And I was like, my God, the voice on this woman, like, I don't even know what she looks like. And I love her. Like, <laughs> and then I saw the music video and I was like, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> this'll, this'll do. Okay. Steve, what about you, man? Who was like, who was like your teenage crush, man? Mm, I mean, I didn't have a lot of like celebrity crushes or anything, but uh, probably no doubt Eric Gwen Stefani. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I like. I really like that band. I like the music. Like, you know, that it was. It's obviously a lot, a lot different now. <laughs> uh, you know, but um, I don't know. I mean, no doubt. Like, I remember that being like an extremely popular, um, like era. Like when Tragic Kingdom came out, and I, I just remember everyone in school was like talking about that album and everything like that. And you know, it was a good music, and you know, she has kind of a sultry tree voice and every you know that, that kind of thing so um but then she can kind of get that hard edge so I, I guess that's probably the the first one that comes to mind but i don't know the celebrity crush it was never really like a a big thing for me really none wow yeah. i mean with you growing up in pittsburgh i figured it was like you know like terry bradshaw or something like that but right yes <laughs> yeah it was neil o'donnell until he broke my heart in that dang super bowl <laughs> <laughs> it was Franco Harris, you know? Like, <laughs> well, the whole city's in love with that man. I mean, come on. Oh, uh, obviously, yeah. Uh, Rambo, I can't remember who you had said were yours. My go-to is always Rosario Dawson. Oh, yeah, okay. Because I'm a man of taste and culture. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, yeah. Rosario Dawson. When will we have first seen her then? So, um, would that have been the, was it early 2000s or late 90s? Uh, Josie's the, Josie and the Pussy Death movie. Probably late 90s. Um, but yeah, I don't know, man. Like oh, I, shit. she like, was in Men in Black too, wasn't she? She was in Men in Black. She's the the arguably the lead in Men in Black too. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I like people. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I like very attractive people. Yeah, Gwen Stefani's definitely up there. Um. A person that ended up in my super group for today is uh, uh, definitely up there as well. Shirley Manson from Garbage. Yeah, she had that. She had that like Queen of the Goth chicks thing going on. Oh yeah, Shirley Manson looked like she she'd put it on you. Um, like she's gonna 
there's going to be some pain involved, but not necessarily in an unwelcome way. Um, <laughs> and to hear her singing voice and then to know that she's actually Scottish too, yeah. so that you have that when she's not singing. Yeah. yeah, there's there's many reasons for that to be very appealing. What I oh, also, um, almost all of En Vogue. Like, <laughs> the whole three thing. out of the four members of En Vogue are all, like, super high-tier placement. It, understandable. And then, of course, we even named the highest tier on the Patreon after her, Rachel uh, yeah. True. Yeah, like, she just, she, yeah, she, she gets, like, the Lifetime Achievement Award, in my opinion, so... And like that woman never ages either. Yeah, there's there's some there's, I don't know there's some kind of awful fucked up black magic going on. There's like some, definitely some it's like the blood of Christian babies involved at some <laughs> point. Um, I'm not complaining. Guy, there's that guy from uh, Temple of Doom like performing rituals like, <laughs> <laughs> to, keep, to keep Rachel to keep Rachel True looking young. He's sacrificing young Indian men to, in a pit of lapas. <laughs> wouldn't be surprised yeah i mean you know you gotta do what you gotta do you know it's kind of cool too i'm i'm like add like crazy today um you mentioned garbage and shirley manson what i think is awesome is that producer of Nevermind, nirvana's like breakthrough album um also produced a couple of the foo fighter albums as well butch vig is butch like vig the, yeah he's like the bassist for garbage so he's just like hey between um producing like societal changing albums hey let's fucking slap some bass shit down on a dope ass album with a scottish chick lead singer like i mean formerly uh, uh famously would flat out lie to kurt cobain during the recordings for that album yeah <laughs> which you know what good <laughs> that it is the best sounding of their albums it's the one i like the most you know what's funny <laughs> you know what's funny about that is like um, from doing, and again, shameless pl plug on my part, from doing that episode of Stop Me If You Heard This, which is on the GGR Pirate Radio Network, and you can check out whenever you'd like on Spotify. Um, when I did the episode about Nirvana for Stop Me If You Heard This, um, there's that, what you just said, that Butch Vig was lying to Kurt, Kurt Cobain. A lot of that, like, um, Chris Novoselich, Dave Grohl, and Butch Vig are all like, yeah, you know, Kurt kind of played that up a lot, because when I played him the Masters, from Nevermind, he was like, this is awesome. This sounds amazing. <laughs> and then like, but Kurt's the king of grunge. He's the king of the Seattle scene. He can't be like this glossy pop album, this pop rock punk album fusion that we just created. I can't admit that it's cool. I have to hate it. So Butch, Butch is like, man, he's full of shit. Like, it's <laughs> and I, I am, I'm also not surprised at the idea that he would balk at it initially. And then when he heard it, be like, fuck, that sounds really good. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I'm a professional producer. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not a monkey here to press a button for when you're singing. <laughs> like, it's there's so many funny stories from that. The guy who did the, their their, uh, their third album uh, in utero, the guy's name is Steve Albini. Um, Steve Albini apparently can do a really really good impersonation of uh, this producer. His name is Tony Visconti, and Tony Visconti did uh, he produced like almost all of David Bowie's albums, right? So, like, it's Dave Grohl, it's Chris Novoselic, it's Steve Albini, and it's Kurt Cobain all in a room around a telephone as Steve Albini calls David Bowie, pranking him, pretending to be um, Tony Visconti. <laughs> and, like, they're just dying laughing the whole time. And he's just, like, saying all sorts of stupid shit to, <laughs> to Bowie. And Bowie's like, is this you, Albini? All right, I've had enough. It just, like, hangs up the phone. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> 
All right, we're still waiting on MC because he had to do a computer restart. But um, computers. So I think I think Rambo misunderstood what we were doing tonight. So he's got a super group, and I kind of want to hear. You about specifically it. said that you son of a bitch the last time we spoke. You looking. said super I group. <laughs> I don't think I said super group. I'm looking right now. Because if I did, then I'm the asshole. That's fine. I'm, I'm not saying. I, put it this way. When last, it was me, you, and Steve all talking at the, you know, in, in the post show last time. And you were like, oh, yeah, you weren't here for the super group episode. Yeah, we'll do that. And I was like, cool. Ever. <laughs> and then you're like, we're doing a playlist. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> However, I, I'm pretty sure I IM'd you during the week and was like, this is what we're doing. We're doing the playlist. And you were like, okay. This is all your fault. All things I mean, we, fault. We have, like, in his defense, Steve, like, Rambo and I, like, throughout the week, it's much like the text conversations you and I have. Like, Rambo and I get into some deep shit, right? Like, Rambo was telling me, I, I told a story about how my grandmother one time made instant mashed potatoes with uh, <laughs> coffee creamer. I remember um, that story. That's a yeah. hilarious story. I love that story, yeah. I told I told Rambo that, like, because I was talking about my dad in context, like, um, a really cool story. My dad, um, when my grandmother passed away, there was just a lot of, of her stuff that kind of just got divvied up. And my dad doesn't know exactly how it happened, but he got this really, really old end table. We're probably we're talking like it's probably like close to like 200 years old. Right. So it was probably my grandmother's grandparents table. And my dad like completely restored and refinished it like my my dad. My dad like works with cars. He's like he's a service advisor. Like he doesn't this is not his profession, but like he did a professional level job of restoring this table. It's incredible. And like he gave it to me and like in my dad's way, he's like, ah, well, uh, I, I refinished this table and uh, and here you go. Um, she wasn't my mom, um, but, you know, I loved her like she was, but uh, she's your grandma and it's your heritage. So here you go. And I'm like, that's like the nicest thing you've ever said with words, dad. Good job. Like, He's not a man of many words, but I knew exactly what he was trying to get across is like that she was my grandmother and then he couldn't he didn't feel right keeping it. So he refinished this table for me. Um, and then I told Rambo the story about the uh, hazelnut mashed potatoes. And like my dad ate every bite of those potatoes because he didn't want to upset my grandmother because he, he was a big fan of hers. She really liked him. Um, but I almost picture him like Joey from Friends when um, Rachel made the trifle. And it was like it was like ladyfingers. Good. Custard. Good. Beef and ke- beef, carrot and peas. Good. good. <laughs> like, <laughs> and Ross is like, it tastes like feet. <laughs> I think but, my um, favorite part about that is how he keeps just sneaking around the apartment, getting everybody else's that they left. Yeah. Like in the bathroom <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> anyway. Everybody else is like grossed out by it. And he's just like sitting there and he's like, I loved it. Nope. Got um, yours. Got yours too. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Rambo told this great story of a friend of his and, and I'm not going to steal his story. It's Rambo's story. He told this story of a friend of his who, um, was not known for his culinary prowess. Uh, Rambo, why don't you take it from here, bud? Um, so my roommate, Chris Scott, who I am absolutely naming um, because you were a silly bitch and that was funny. Um, Chris, so there's a lot, Chris has absolutely expanded his palate. He definitely is, is a little more experimental now. Um, but Chris is also like 180 years old. Um, so... <laughs> He is very set in his ways and like, I do what I do and that's all that I do. Like, like fucking Popeye. So the, the running gag for the longest time was Chris only eats like 10 things. 
Um, like a good example would be uh, Chris would make like a bag of frozen broccoli and eat that. And that was a meal. Or he'd make one of those like Lipton rice sides and eat that entire thing. And that was a meal. Um, so apparently after we had graduated, he, uh, he started to try and branch out a little bit. And I get this call from him one day and we're just, you know, bullshitting. And he's like, Oh, I, I, uh, I made sweet potatoes. They didn't come out great. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, what happened? What's going on? And he's like, well, I used a box mix. Um, and I added sugar to it, but I don't know. Like it was this weird kind of savory taste and they didn't really look the way I expect them to. And I'm like, Oh, okay. I don't know why you would add extra sugar to the sweet potatoes, but that's certainly a thing you could do. I'm like, wait, and I'm thinking about it for a second. I go, Chris, did you just make boxed mashed potatoes and add sugar to it? <laughs> and there's this sort of long pause and he goes, yes. <laughs> and it's at this point that I have to explain. I was like, no, man, sweet potatoes are yams. Yams and sweet potatoes are the same thing. And he goes, why the fuck would they have two different names? For the same thing. I'm like, that's a, I, that, you know, I don't know, but that's, yeah, no, man, that's not, <laughs> what, that's not what that is. That's not like what that one is. That's my favorite stories now. <laughs> <laughs> like, he thought sweet was just a descriptor for how you prepare yes, the potatoes. 100%. <laughs> um, Chris also made some of the best fried chicken I've ever had. So oh, he has uh, uh, certainly expanded his abilities in the kitchen. But yeah, it was it was absolutely adorable talking to him. He's like, yes. <laughs> I just picture him. He's like, mmm, these are some sweet potatoes. <laughs> they are in fact some sweet potatoes. Like, well, yeah, man, but that's not. I'm trying to watch well... weights. I put stevia in them instead of sugar. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh, good times. Whew. I I I, I legitimately <laughs> lost it a little bit on that one. That's I did not see that coming. Yeah. I, th I thought it was gonna go. He had like sweet potatoes and he put like like flour in it or something like he, he mixed up the ingredient like he just oh, no. made it wrong but it, a fundamental misunderstanding was flat out fun he, he was like all right it's very simple seemingly potatoes <laughs> but they're sweet i like I sweet mean, things i like potatoes i'm sure I this mean, is gonna work out it's like that new thing everyone's doing candied bacon right it's like that right, right? it's not that different i don't know like, if it's worse than the uh the uh what's it called the five flavored gum uh, eggplant parmesan that uh, mc's uh, catfish made for him oh god yeah oh. <laughs> oh oh yeah i'm not the person that i sent pictures to but here's this disgusting meal we can eat together oh so and he bad. did the commitment because he's a Just goddamn gentleman nice. he's a goddamn gentleman and where did, did that get you my friend you got me a brand new Dreamcast. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Fair enough. He is he is Monsieur Catfish. That's what MC stands for this week. Oh, uh, there we go. There it is. <laughs> oh my. There it is. It's fancy too. He's French. So there I you was go. gonna say we're adding a little international flair here to his names now. We're we're getting we're getting serious with this. I like this. Serious stuff. We're going a global on. community now. <laughs> Jesus. All right, folks, let's get this party started right. Uh, it's GGR Pirate Radio. We're at 
the diner because that's the podcast that we do where we talk about things like you would with your friends at a diner you know before pandemics and quarantines and other crazy shit like that but that's what we're going to be able to do um one of the things that i wanted to do tonight is we wanted to come up with a playlist and the cool thing about this is uh even though um james rambo um i screwed up and there's a little bit of confusion (laughs) on what we're actually doing here tonight so we're going to do a playlist, but here's the cool thing about the playlist, okay? It is literally just what the fuck are you listening to right now? This is not a theme, because we're going to do theme ones down the road. Because let me tell you, a person, two people as a matter of fact that I know, Steve Monick and MC Brooks, if I'm like, hey, I need this theme for a playlist, Steve can be like, well, back in 1876, Johann Strauss came up with, like, <laughs> we can we can do some theme shit. We got that under control. But tonight, it's just freeform. It's, again, it's, it's, there is no shame allowed in quarantine. What are you listening to that's keeping you, like, sane? What's getting you through this? We're going to talk about that. In fact, we're actually going to create a Spotify playlist. So we the GGR podcasters are going to be able to contribute to it, but also all of you lovely folks out there listening in internet land, you guys can add to it too. So we can have the dopest of dope playlists that we all can enjoy and share with each other. But also now I'm super interested in what Rambo came up with, with uh, for his super band, because if you remember MC, Steve and I did a podcast, God, it was probably like only four months ago, but my guess is because of quarantine, it feels like it was like six years ago. Like, I, I don't even remember. I know we did it, but I don't remember when. Like, time has I mean, lost all It was a good me. while ago, yeah. 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 I, it may even have been pre-quarantine. Like, I, I don't think that was after. I think it was pre-quarantine as well, but I'm, I'm looking for it right now through our, our notes, and I'm going to find it here. Was it before the Nats won the World Series or after? I almost want to say it was before then, too. Yeah. Is that how you measure time? I feel time? like, yes. honestly. That is how I measure time, Steve. <laughs> I and an AN before Nats. Yeah, before, <laughs> before Nats one. <laughs> I feel like I mean I, I could be way off here, but I feel like this was discussed when we were still recording in the studio. Uh maybe. Like uh, I, I feel like it might be that long ago. Holy shit, was it no. really? No, because I remember no, saying, no, no, I don't think so. And doing it. Like my brain is also oatmeal, and I have no concept of time. So yeah, it's 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 gone. It's gone. Like I can't. We're I can't. talking about the one where we kind of like round robined a bunch of supergroups, right? Like yes, where we had um the endless ocean featuring uh, Weird Al Yankovic, and then he never shows up to the to the venue until the last song. He's always like, I got confused and I was in the wrong city, you know, like frantic Weird Al <laughs> like he does. Like the shtick is gonna be fucking hilarious. Like. Oh, up, by he, the way, pretty legitimate Weird Al impression just then. Like, I, I bought that for a second. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, I'm going to have to dig. I can't find it. It doesn't matter because we had that. We also had Halcyon. Halcyon was our all-girl group that was fucking dope. I remember yeah, they we had, were like, yeah, that was like heavy too, right? Yeah. Like, Pink was their lead singer. Um, we had uh, Kim Gordon of um, of the Pixies on bass which is awesome because at the time we were using uh, Debaser as our theme song for DGR Pirate Radio. So like, yeah, there were all there were tie-ins and shit. There was all sorts of stuff going on. It's fucking dope. Um, but I'll find it at some point. Anyways, like I said, ADD night here. I'm all over the map. Let's get started. Let's do this playlist. Let's kick this thing off. But again, I want to hear about Rambo's super group here. So when we come back again, thanks for listening to the cold open, guys. You got a little extra. You got like 30 minutes here. 
When we come back, make sure you check out the next episode because we're going to hear about Rambo's Superband. You're going to hear about our playlist. It's going to be a great night. Hope you stay tuned. But guys, thank you so much for listening as always. Make sure you're washing your hands. Make sure you're wearing your masks. Make sure you're being safe. You're trying to be nice to people. And the best way to be nice to people is don't be a juice bag. Thank you for listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Make sure you check out our website, greatgeekrefuge.com, for all of our awesome articles and wonderful podcasts. This has been Pirate Radio Network production, Juice Bags. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, boy!